What's going on, y'all? We are now entering the fourth quarter. It's your boy, Dahir, and I'm presenting you with the first official episode of the fourth quarter podcast, where we tackle interesting topics in the entertainment industry from the sports world to music to pretty much anything that catches our eye. We're willing to provide a comical, entertaining, yet informative commentary and hopefully you guys tune in, listen, and most importantly, enjoy, have a good time. That's what the fourth quarter podcast is all about. But, man, does it feel good to finally say the fourth quarter podcast is out and it is officially a thing. You know, this has been, fourth quarter has been in the works for a while now. The first episode will be strictly audio only. Um, I was hoping to do audio and video, but the video version is not going to be out on the first episode. But in future episodes, you can expect it on audio and video. Those who prefer video, it's going to be on YouTube. The channel is the fourth, the fourth, the number four, TH Quarter Podcast. And it's going to be... It's, it's going to be the same the same content, but just in video format. And then the audio is going to be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, if you, there's platforms, there's apps, different podcast listening apps you guys listen to personally, go ahead and suggest it. We'll, we'll put it out on that platform for you to listen to as well. And yeah, you could expect weekly uploads. Sometimes multiple uploads on one day. But yeah, if you're on Spotify, go ahead and hit that heart. Go ahead, follow and hit that notification because every time a fourth quarter podcast episode comes out, it will get sent straight to your phone and you'll have you'll be one of the first people to tune in. You will never miss a fourth quarter podcast episode. And if you're on Apple Podcasts. Excuse me. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a review, whatever you think it deserves. That would mean a bunch to me. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode, man. We're going to be talking about the NBA. The NBA season is back, and the league is better than ever. Man, there's a lot of stuff we have to look forward to. There's a lot of players that that, that you have to look out for. NBA has not disappointed in its two to three weeks of return. It's been two to three weeks, and man, it already feels like two months. Already feels like we got a whole 82 games worth of content, but it's literally two to three weeks and drama, closed games, highlights, everything. We got it. As an NBA fan, you can't be disappointed, you can only be excited. Because in, this, in the short span of games, we've gotten every, a little bit of everything. But there's a few topics that I want to discuss. These are probably the biggest topics surrounding the NBA right now. Number one being the Lakers, man. The Los Angeles Lakers. As we all know, the Lakers got Russell Westbrook. They got Carmelo Anthony and a bunch of other new players. And it's safe to say that they're struggling to adapt. I, I know that Carmelo Anthony just had a monster game, but it's still, it's still if, you're, if you're in tune to the games, 
there has to be a lot of a lot and I mean a lot of adapting, especially regarding Russell Westbrook, man. Russell Westbrook is a guy that ever since he's been drafted, he, he he's he's been seen as the primary ball handler or co sharing the ball handling duties with another player, but like it's it might seem a lot to ask of a player that has been in the league since two thousand eight to to adjust the way he plays. You know, he's always he's always been the primary ball handler. He's had ridiculous usage rates and the season comes along and man he has to he either has to there's either there's two options you can make. You either have him come off the bench with that that is highly, highly unlikely because that is a Hall of Famer. You just don't put him on the bench. But if these problems continue that might be that might be the only choice, but the other choice is just for him to play off ball more, which I just don't see. But if, if if anybody can figure something out, it's LeBron, man. LeBron's been... LeBron is LeBron. LeBron's if a top two player of all time. And I think... I think they can figure something out. But Russell Westbrook just needs to realize and needs to adapt if he wants to win a championship because this is his last years. You know, it's not, it's not like he's getting another shot. This is the best. He got put in the absolute best position for him to succeed and for him to prove that he can be an asset to a championship team. Because, of course, that that didn't work out with Kevin Durant, Paul George, James Harden, anybody. So his reputation is basically, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen him average triple-double for three years, but... It doesn't translate to wins. Why does, why is it, why is it celebrated? Why is it, why is it, something that people should should go crazy about? And it's crazy to average a triple double. But the fact that the fact that the standard for Russell Westbrook is not averaging triple double. The standard is not getting crazy stats. We want to see Russell Westbrook win, man. Especially me. I grew up watching. I grew up watching mainly. My my favorite team was the Thunder with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Westbrook. So it's like it tells a lot about a player if if he's been in the league this long and he's still the same player. Now don't get me wrong, he's obviously he's he's improved to the point where he's the MVP where he can average a triple double and all that, but the major weaknesses in his game since he came into the league, which is obviously the decision making, the that's pretty much pretty much the decision making and the shooting is, is something that you know it's just something that he's just always struggled with. So it's like beating a dead horse, but something that can can help the Lakers a lot is decision making. That's something that can easily be can easily be uh, tweaked. He's playing alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But for some reason, for some reason, he's not making himself a a productive player in the half court. You know, he's still demanding. I don't know how you want the ball in your hands when you have LeBron James, who's arguably the greatest passer of all time on your team, one of the greatest playmakers, just... 
do some stuff off ball. And that's what makes Stephen Curry the, the best player. The best player. <laughs> that man is not the best player, man. Let me tell you that. But the best point guard in the league by far. The NBA, this is not high school basketball. This is not. This is this the NBA. You got you have to separate yourself. I think that that Westbrook can take out of Steph Curry's page is move without the ball. You're not gonna always have the ball in your hands, especially when you're playing with players like LeBron. I understand Kevin Durant is amazing off ball himself. Paul George is amazing off ball himself. James Harden, he's not amazing off ball, but he's especially in the Thunder days, he's more willing to play off ball. But as we've seen with the Rockets, as James Harden became more ball dominant, that, that didn't work out, you know? So Russell Westbrook has to come to a realization where his style of play just might not be the the right way to play if you're if you want to be a, a starting point guard on a championship team. Like he's an amazing talent, an amazing talent. But all of that goes through the window with his decision making, shot selection. Just overall, this is all things that, it's little things that he can, for some reason, is, is what, his 11th year? And then, no, it's not even, it's his, I believe this is his 13th year. He was drafted in 08. So it's like, come on. It's all up to Russell Westbrook because LeBron, even though he's as old as he is, that, that man is going to perform like a top five player in the league. Every single game, he's going to give it his all. In the playoffs, he's going to amp it up. Anthony Davis, same thing. He's going to give you... He's going to be the anchor on defense, which is what the Lakers were known for when they won the title in 2020. But... Russell Westbrook, you don't know what to expect of him, especially when his shot is not falling. Carmelo Anthony, that was a great, great, great addition. They have a scorer off the bench that can explode for 30 on some nights and consistently give you 15. So you can't complain with the production that Carmelo Anthony is giving you. It's all up to the, it's all up to Russell Westbrook, man. And Russell Westbrook, he's put in the perfect position once again. He's been put in the perfect position. You cannot get put in a better position than Russell Westbrook has been put in. You go and... Don't don't succeed with Kevin Durant, who's arguably a top three player today. Then you get to play with Paul George. You get to play with James Harden. If if it doesn't work out with LeBron James, then we just have to come to the realization that Russell Westbrook just may not be a winning player, and that's fine. There's a lot of players that have come in and out that are extremely talented, but you know when it comes to Winning championships, they might not be the best option for if you want a starting point guard, if you want a, somebody that can be just helpful. Russell Westbrook is just, he, he he's productive, but only to himself. He does not really help a team that's already has these great players. If you put him on a team with mediocre players, watch watch him start shooting the lights out, watch him start going crazy. I guess that's the type of player he is. But hopefully, you know, at the age that he is, hopefully in the position that he is, he realizes that, hey, this is my only chance to win a championship. And 
have to adjust. That's the only thing, man. That's the only thing. That's the only thing with the Lakers. I think they're going to go into figure it out. I think they're going to be fine by the time the playoffs come around. But it's all up to Russell Westbrook, man. But let's move on to the next topic, Chicago Bulls. Man, they're one of the funnest teams to watch in the entire league. Now, they might not be title contenders. They might not even be... They might not even make it to the semis, semifinals. Like, anything can happen with the Chicago Bulls. But they're extremely electrifying to watch, man. Zach Levine has always been a fun player to watch. DeRozan. Lonzo. Lonzo looking like Jason Kidd. Throwing half-court law passes. Doing all this crazy stuff. Man, the Bulls are amazing to watch. I just want to touch on the Bulls, giving their appreciation. Whew, man, they're, they're must-see TV, man. Next topic, I just want to touch on the Bulls one briefly. Not really much to talk about there. Next topic, Ben Simmons. Bro, what is going on with Ben Simmons, man? This man still is refusing to play. Like he's, like he's Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Now I definitely understand if you, if you have a reasonable reason to not play. Then I understand that because power to players, man. Power to players. Do if 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 you're having issues with the front office, if you're feel like you're being treated unfairly, then go do you. But Ben Simmons. There's a player that got drafted five years ago and has not gotten better at any aspect of the game. So that makes me question his work ethic because he's playing alongside Joel Embiid. And I know Embiid, if you watch Embiid, he gives it his all every single game. And you can see how a loss affects him. You can see how much he cares for the game. And so when he made those comments about Ben Simmons saying, man, we don't care about that guy. I I believed it wholeheartedly. I mean, I have to believe it came out of his mouth, but I believe that when when they lost to the Raptors in 2019, Joel B cares a lot about winning, man, and a lot of those players do too. There's a lot of teams that you can go to that you can be lazy, that you can just have your way with. But I do not think that this, the Sixers have been in poverty so long. We're talking about what, from... 2000, like, the whole 2010s decade, the Philadelphia 76ers had just been laughing stock. They had the trusted process era where they're just losing games on purpose. Finally, they get two star players, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and then one of them just doesn't want to commit. One of them just doesn't want to be as good as the other. Joel Embiid has already shown signs that he could be one of the greatest players of all time. This man is, is like a reincarnation of Hakeem Olajuwon. Like, he gives it his all. His effort is through the roof. Ben Simmons, on the other hand, man, we're talking about a player that got drafted in 2016. We're talking about a player that is 6'10", has amazing speed, all the, all the physical tools in the world. And he just doesn't, he doesn't have the, the willingness to just be better. There's teams, there's teams that, would, that would accept Ben Simmons for who he is, but I just do not think the 76ers is one of them. The 76ers are a team that has been to the playoffs consecutively for the last few years with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. 
and and they're in that realm of yeah we're good, yeah we can make a run for the championship, but we just never end up doing it. And this is not all on Ben Simmons, obviously, because the recent choke job they just had against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Doc Rivers gets blamed for that. Joel Embiid gets blamed for that. You know, the whole team gets blamed for that because it's a team sport and blame should be given out uh, equally to every single person because Joel Embiid played horrible uh, in that last game against the Hawks. But the elephant in the room is Ben Simmons for a reason. You cannot do what you're doing. You cannot refuse to shoot the ball. You cannot refuse to get better at shooting the ball, attempting a shot. And honestly, that's why I, I truly think it's something that is, is, is 100% mental. It doesn't have much to do with Ben Simmons um, practicing or whatnot. Because if you're getting... If you're getting memed, if you're getting millions and millions of comments, hate comments, saying Ben Simmons learned how to shoot, we'd be winning a championship, or Ben Simmons, how are you in the league? How are you getting paid? I wish I was getting paid to it. I, I, I just think Ben Simmons is the type of player to, to shrink under that because there is no way you should not be attempting. I don't care how bad you are at shooting the ball. I want you to shoot the ball. Like, you're an NBA player. If you're open, shoot the ball. Rajon Rondo was shooting the ball in 2021. Lonzo Ball is a good shooter. And he came into the league shooting 40 to 50% from the free throw line. He's atrocious. And that man is shooting the ball. It's not going to be too long before we see every center in the league shooting the ball. Like, Giannis is shooting the ball like this man won't attempt a jump shot. If you, if, if you don't believe that's mental, then it's just... Then at that point, he just doesn't care. He just doesn't care that 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 they're losing. He doesn't care that, that people think that he's not as good as he's supposed to be. He just doesn't care. Maybe his, 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 his passions are something else. Maybe... He's interested in other things besides basketball. That's fine too. But the fact that the fact that you're not playing, you're getting paid two hundred million and not playing, it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. But hey, man, the NBA is a business. Owners they do crazy stuff all the time. We see it in the past with Isaiah Thomas and the Celtics being one of the biggest examples in recent memory. But but man, Ben Simmons. I'm really not sure what's going to happen. Obviously, he's going to get traded off the uh, off the Sixers, but they're probably going to sh- they're probably going to do do him like they did Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, they sent him to the Washington Wizards. Like those are teams that are just stuck. Teams like that, the Pacers, they're just stuck in mediocrity. So it's like it doesn't really matter, even if you. And I think that's what I think that's the best place for Ben Simmons. Go ahead, find out if you're passionate about basketball. Go ahead, if you care about getting better, go ahead, see if you just are content with where you're at. Because that's fine. Nobody cares. I think people care because you're the number one pick. You were the quote unquote the next LeBron James. Like, and I know that that's given to a lot of players. But Ben Simmons literally is six ten, can dribble, has amazing passing skills. He just needs to polish a few things. A few things. A jumper. He's a jumper away from just being a top ten player in the league. Like, he's that good. But 
we, we don't see the sense of urgency. We don't see the passion. So I just think with Ben Simmons, he doesn't really just care about basketball as much as he should. Or he's just in a bad place mentally. Or he's just not a good fit with the 76ers. And the way the 76ers handled that, just terrible, man. It's terrible. The way Doc Rivers handled that, terrible. Embiid, terrible. Danny Green, terrible. You're a veteran. You should know better than that, my guy. Like, you should not put... You're, you're his teammates. You should have his back no matter what. Especially in the eye of the media. Maybe say whatever you want in the locker room or whatever. When you get home, you know, just... This guy sucks. This guy won't shoot. But his team turning on him, that was the worst look. And that's why the Sixers get such a bad rap. It's just a terrible, that's just a terrible way of doing things. Like if you're going to trade the man, trade him. Don't, Doc Rivers, don't talk about him saying, oh, he's this, this, and that. Like, bro, you have choking more 3 1 leads than anybody, any coach in league history. Like, what the hell? I feel like I could coach better than you, man. Like, you should not be putting him on blast. You should be encouraging him. If anything, this is it's just basketball. At the end of the day, you should be encouraging him. You should not be, especially as a head coach. Imagine you're a head coach. like That situation right there is a crazy situation in itself. But we can't ramble about it all day. We got more topics to talk about, including the James Harden situation. A lot of people are saying, what's going on with James Harden, man? He's not looking as dumb as he used to be. A lot of people are saying the new rule changes have clipped Harden's wings. You know, yeah, have, they have nerfed him. They nerfed James Harden, man. The new patch, James Harden, James Harden just got patched. Like that's what people people are saying. It's new rule change, and the reason why I'm not buying in is if you watch the games, James Harden is just it's just simply just being passive. He's just not being aggressive. He's taking the approach of being the primary playmaker. And that's fine and dandy when Kyrie comes back. But right now, man, James Harden, we need you to do what you do. I saw a million times, dribble a million more times, and score the ball, man. Because the Nets, they're 2-2 two and two right now. They're not looking that great in the games that they won, the games that they lost. They're just not looking good at all. And that has a lot to do with Kyrie Irving, obviously. But James Harden is a really, really interesting player, man. You know why James Harden is an interesting player? James Harden, he's amazing. He's amazing talent. Like one of the greatest scorers, scorers I've ever seen with my own eyes. You know what I'm saying? But James Harden is interesting because ever since he has came in the league, he's gotten better. He's, but he hit a certain point. Especially, I feel like, after 2019 when he lost to the Warriors. Where it's like, if James Harden is playing on your team and something is going wrong, he'll just crumble. And that's why he has arguably the worst playoff history of any superstar today. Because even last year, take it for last year, for example, he was playing against the Bucks. Yeah, he had an injury, but he was out there. But I feel like in James Harden's mind, it's like he's excused. So he does not so he does not get that much slack for underperforming against the Bucks. 
in his mind, if this makes sense, in his mind, oh, I'm injured, so how can they criticize me for having a bad playoff series? When in reality, if this is Giannis, if this is any, this is a lot of players, they're going to fight through that, and they're going to take the criticism with it. If this is Kobe Bryant, man, he's taking that. What? That's Kobe Bryant. He's going to take that. But the reason, the reason why James Harden is so interesting is because I was watching it, and I'm like, why is he being used as a decoy? Why is he missing his wide-open threes? He's one of the best shooters. He's top 10 all-time in three points made. Like, why is he missing his open threes? Why is he doing this? Because if he, if he hit one of the men, the Nets would have beat the Bucks. The Bucks lost by, I mean, the Nets lost by only a few points in that game seven. If Harden was hitting his shots, they would have won that game. But James Harden being James Harden, he just seemed like, oh, I'm injured. What, what can they say about my performance? Like, I'm injured. But that's not the approach that he should take because he's competing for a championship. Once again, man, you don't have a ring. Your legacy is similar to Westbrook, just that you, we know how good of a player, how smart of a player you are. It's just like, man, where is that? Where is that killer instinct? Like, where is that, like, I need a ring and I'm going to get it by any means necessary? It also seems like his passion is chilling with little Baby and Meek Mill and little Dirk. His focus is not on basketball because this man, this man, he just does not look right on the court. And he has to figure it out because especially in these Spanish games where you don't know when Kyrie Irving is going to come back, he's going to need to hold that extra weight along with Kevin Durant, but you know Kevin Durant is going to be Kevin Durant. But James Harden, there's a lot of questions around him, especially since Kyrie Irving is out. Man, James Harden, the people need you to step up. The Brooklyn Nets need you to step up. They just need you to step up. And if, if it doesn't happen, it can get ugly real fast because the Bucks are only getting better. The Bulls are looking nice. Teams are not... Teams are not getting any worse. Teams are getting better as games go on. Their chemistry gets better. They get their feet wet. James Harden, stop being so passive. Stop. Pass. I don't want to see you pass the ball to Lamar. It's all you. I want to see you put up 30 a game because that's what they need right now. Outside of you and Durant, there's no one else that can put the ball on the floor and score for you guys. So come on, Harden. Like, get it together, bro. Get it together, man. Because one of my favorite players to watch. But when you want to act like Steve Nash, like, I know he's your coach, but, man, I want to see you pass the ball like you're Steve Nash. Go ahead and do James Harden things. Go ahead and do James Harden things. But last but not least, I want to talk about the Kyrie Irving topic. He's a topic of discussion, the vaccination. We do not know what, when Kyrie Irving might play basketball or if he won't ever return to the NBA, which is scary because Kyrie Irving is my favorite player to watch currently in the league. And my whole takeaway from this, my perspective on this vaccination or what Kyrie would like to call it, standing up for what he believes, I can respect that. I can, I can respect, I can acknowledge that he's... He's, he, he, he has the right to believe what he believes, you know? But when, when you're, in a, you're, you're in a business where you're an athlete, so 
what I'm, what I'm alluding to is that you have teammates. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Bro. You have teammates, Kyrie Irving. One of them we just talked about, who's James Harden, and we have Kevin Durant. Imagine meeting Kyrie Irving's teammates and him being a key part in your success and he's letting a, vac- a vaccination mandate stop him from playing. That is ridiculous. Like aside from the money part, like you're playing for the you're playing for the Brooklyn Nets. If I was one of his teammates, man, I would have snuck the fucking shot and gave that nigga the shot myself. You know? <laughs> but but I can respect, I can, I can acknowledge the fact that you, you believe what you believe. But in life, sometimes you, sometimes you have to make hard decisions. It's not, life is not always fair. Like Kyrie was saying, it's not fair that, that it's being forced upon. It's like, you're in the NBA. If the Nets have, it's not even a Nets thing. It's a city or I think it was the state of New York. It's just required. So, and the reasons, and the reasons are just pretty Pretty ridiculous. Just basically, hey, I'm my own self. I have my own choice, my own body. Understood, but you should also take into consideration that you're playing, you're, you're, you're letting your teammates down, you're letting the city down, you're letting a team down, and it's not pressure or anything. The reason why you're not getting the vaccination it's, 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 it's ridiculous reasons. If there is facts behind it, I can understand it. But but the fact that it's a, a spiritual ego or a feeling, like, you got to understand. He, he's making a choice and he's getting consequences. But I really hope to see Kyrie Irving play, man. Hope this all gets solved out quickly because I love watching that man play. But that's all the time we have for today. Appreciate everybody tuning in to the first official episode of the Fourth Quarter Podcast. I'll see you guys in the next episode. If you're on Spotify, once again, hit the like button, the heart, hit the notifications. Every episode that comes out is going to be straight to your phone as a notification, so you could be one of the first. Apple Podcasts, go ahead, leave a review. Whatever you think it deserves, man. Whatever you think it deserves. Leave that review. All the feedback is good feedback to me. So, I appreciate every one of you guys. And until next time, it's been your boy. Fourth quarter has just ended. Peace.